According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges. Check. 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 Why am I so much louder than you? I don't know. Say something. What do you want? Move your mic a little closer. Why? What do you want me to that's, say? That's, don't eat it. Why are you taking this so personally? I don't know. It's a good thing you're not in a band. Or, a, or like a an engineer, like, hey, we need more bass drum in the uh, mix. Like, oh, god damn it, why? <laughs> if it was quick, I wouldn't mind. I mean, it's pretty quick what we're doing. No. Are you recording now? Yeah, it's recording. This is our sound check. <sighs> good. <laughs> Welcome. It's fine. Overcast evening, June 10th. Should I be getting a boner? What's happening right now? What are all you revelers up to this evening? (laughs) What are all you hepcats and revelers up to? That's not the tone of my radio show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd like to request uh, making love out of nothing at all for my wife, Christy. Okay. (laughs) One thing you didn't realize about my radio show is I sing all the songs. <laughs> I know just how to whisper, and I know just how oh, to lie. I wish they hadn't canceled Delilah. I know <laughs> At just... At least she didn't sing them. <laughs> know just when to try. I know just where to touch you. And I know just what to do. (laughs) I know when to pull you closer. And I know when to let you loose. And I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was was listening to you. And I was like, there's no way she's going to hit that. I've had nothing at all. That one goes out to you and your wife, Christy. Thank you for calling in to the Christy Radio Show. Can we do our podcast now? or No, I like this one better. <laughs> seems more fun. Ours seems stupid. <laughs> I know, it does. <laughs> yeah, especially like, um, I mean, we did that podcast last week, and I'm going to be honest, I thought we covered a lot of ground, and I kind of thought by this week racism will be over. Well, I thought. <laughs> Solved all the problems. I uh, mean, apparently, still going. That's if we had more listeners. You know what I mean? Come on, you revelers. Gabe and I talked. <laughs> we devoted a whole podcast. Just, By the way, what we, did, what we devoted the whole podcast is like, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know either. It's a complicated just, issue. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you know what? Someone <laughs> said this. I wish I could take it as my own. Okay. But, uh, Someone said this and it resonated with me. There's no 
money and nuance. Meaning, look at look at like uh, I don't know. There's conservative radio. You know what I mean? Like Rush mm-hmm. Limbaugh and Hannity and mm-hmm. Super. Right. There's liberal radio mm-hmm. where it's like I think their network died, but you know what I mean. There's like MSNBC liberal yeah. people. There's there's I can't think of one radio show that's popular that it's like I see all the sides. <laughs> You raise a lot of good points. Thanks for calling in. Right. You have to take like this wild stance that doesn't accept new information. And yeah. uh, I think that's <laughs> that's held back our podcast. <laughs> that's held back my comedy career. It's held back. Do you know what I mean? You have to be the kind of person that people will hate to get popular. And I'm just not, you know, so mm. I'm, damn it, my podcast career is... Going nowhere. Our podcast <laughs> career is fine, considering it's a husband and wife talking with no guest. But uh, do you know what I mean? It, it's 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 uh, it's a lot of. Uh... It's interesting because there are some things that I have really firm opinions about. But I think they're they're not that like they're what everyone has firm opinions about, you know? Like tomatoes? No. God no. <laughs> like chocolate. Serious. No. No, but I mean just But I actually I actually love that too, where people because everyone has to take a firm stance on something, mm-hmm. it's like, what's your take? Everyone's supposed to have a take. You're not supposed to go like, I don't know. I think I need more information. That's not allowed. So, but it's funny when people take a real firm stance about real basic shit. Like, <laughs> I don't care who hears me say this. I think rape is wrong. <laughs> like, and like, they're like, who are you arguing with? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think murder is not okay. You're like, oh, bold and you stance. Know what else? I hate cilantro. You know what? Uh, I said it. Does it taste like soap to you? Yeah, I can't stand it. That's, I mean, it's uh, like my tongue cannot get away from it. That's uh, a lot of people feel that way. Yes. Mostly white people. Really? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I've um, never I've never met a, a, a Latino person who said that. I'm not going to lie. And I ask everyone I meet. <laughs> Are you Latino? <laughs> How do you feel about that? I pull out a clipboard. Cilantro tastes like soap or delicious. <laughs> I I just uh, do. You have a crush on me? Yes, no, maybe. I don't. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've not done a lot of research on it. You're not but... alone. A lot of there are people who like can't stand cilantro. Well, I think it's one of those things that you either like. There's not a not a. It's a black and white thing. There are not people who are like, oh, I tolerate it. Like, I don't really like mushrooms, but I can suck them down. You know, if it's in something like, <laughs> I mean, like I can like disguise it, you know, in my mouth with other things. But um, I do not like if I'm eating something and cilantro's in it, I'll spit it in my napkin. Damn. Well, I have one thing like that. Um, green olives. Oh yeah. That's 
That's a that's a spit in the napkin food for me. I mean, I really most you know most I I really don't like a lot of foods. Um, it's, there's a lot of foods that I just like swallow. Um, like I don't even chew them, like because I can't stand the way it tastes. Um, Sounds like a safety concern. No, I mean I'll you know I'll swallow it enough or chew it enough, but I'm really careful about like making sure I take bites with other foods that will block out the taste and things like that. But cilantro is one that you cannot do that with. Like I have to spit it out. Even though uh, food is delicious mm-hmm. and it's a great joy in life. Mm-hmm. Like, I sort of wish we just consumed food units every certain amount of I hours. I wish we were like cats or something, you know, where we could just eat, or pets that just eat. But you say that, but if I had a giant bowl of food in the middle of our kitchen that was just for me and you, I would never walk past it without eating. Then I go right to the box and take a dumper, you know what I mean? <laughs> But if there was a if food, was, I'm assuming you're still going to use a toilet. Well, no, I'm going all the way. I'm committing. <laughs> if you're going to eat like a cat, you shit like a cat. My grandpa always said that. <laughs> right after he said, "Meow." Meow. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> I know. Well, think about what we do to our cats. They don't have separate bowls. It's just like. There's two bowls in different spots. I don't want to shh. That's what I mean. They both they both eat out of the bowl. If there was a human sized bowl in the middle of the floor and I saw you eating it, I'd be like, hey, 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 hey. Hey. Get out of my bowl. There's cilantro in there. You won't like it anyway. Well, it's the same like when we were we went to the drive in and we were preparing water to bring. And Gabe was like, Can we share? I'm like, no, that I can't stand sharing water with anyone. It grosses me out because your spit is always going to get in it. I don't want to drink your spit. It just grosses me out. And I think the same would be if we had to share food bowls. You don't drink. I'm not a slobbering moron who's like, hey, is it okay if I have a drink of your water? <laughs> Here you go. That's not what's going to happen. Um, I, I know, don't drink like but... a bulldog. <laughs> no one. You can't help it. Also, I'm just a sip of your water bottle. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> Also, the way your hair is brushed back right now, you have like, you know, like the fundamental Mormons who have like the poof in the front of their hair. That's what you have going on. Now it's, now it's straight. But There's no long-haired Mormons. Women? I meant the women. They have like that little bump in the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what what is what is that thing where do people think bangs get you closer to Jesus? What is it the more religious you are, the higher your bangs are going to be? I don't know. And the more length your jean skirt will have. I'm also not sure about that. 
Are you doing it right now? Yes, yes. You doing the Mormon bangs? I mean, it works better with a hair clip. <laughs> I need a hair clip to really get it up there. <laughs> that looks like a senator's wig. <laughs> well. Uh, last week, well, you know what? I'll just say this. I, you know, obviously, uh, this was a wild time before, uh, Black Lives Matter protests and police brutality protests and, uh, but at least coronavirus is over. (laughs) Um, but you know, I find myself, um, like even when I went on my trip, Mm-hmm. It was like talking to people. I have sort of a renewed, I went joys too far, but it was like when I would check into the hotel or whatever, I would find myself being like much friendlier than I normally would be because it's like, oh, my lucky stars, it's a human. I <laughs> know, I feel the same way. <laughs> How's it going? What's going on? <laughs> Not a lot of people in here, are there? Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm just like human contact. <laughs> um, but I had, uh, you know, I'm uh, as, as, um, as you guys know, I'm a hero. I'm an eighth responder. Um, uh, do you take requests for, did you ever know you're my hero on your radio show? Well, I don't know that there's anyone to sing that to. There aren't really any heroes in the room tonight. Um, so. <clears throat> I'd like to uh, dedicate this song, Did You Ever Know You're My Hero, it's to myself. <laughs> it's Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh. Um, there goes my hero. It must have been cold there in my shack. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. <laughs> you sang that with um middle school pageant energy. <laughs> She's been practicing so hard. Smile, smile, honey, smile. Um. I hate that song. So uh, I don't really have an opinion about it, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> I I had to call in because there was a little trouble with the Walmart delivery, the Spark app. And uh, they, they, uh, they, actually, they called me mm-hmm. and they were like, usually I get the Wait, things. Wait, recently? No, this is like a little while ago. Oh, okay. And, uh, and uh, you know, usually on the app, I accept a job, you know. But they just called me and they're like, can you take this thing we had? I'm like, I just had to like write it down on a piece of paper and go. Anyway, it was weird. Well, yeah, because they're like, only Gabe can handle this. I mean. <laughs> we need the best of our heroes. Yes. <laughs> um, And then, so then they're like, you're going to have to call back later so we can pay you for this. And I'm like, okay. So I call back later and I call back and this lady sounded super young. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I mean, she just had to be... Thanks so much for calling in. Like you know what I mean? Like the kind like a waitress who would call you sugar, like that voice, you know uh-huh. what I mean? You want some sweet tea? Uh and so I was enjoying it. I'm like, oh, I like this human interaction, you know. And so I'm I'm explaining like, oh, I had to go and take this <laughs> extra delivery and this I had to this is, you know, I'm giving her numbers and she's like, Oh, so you you actually you got a little bit extra today and she was like well, I guess someone's got an angel looking out for him. And it really ruined my human experience with her because I was just stopped in my tracks that like, 
if I have an angel and they're wasting time on making me an extra $13.95, can I get an angel upgrade, please? <laughs> like, someone's got an angel. Like, <laughs> and they have allowed you to deliver for Walmart groceries. My angel blows. Like, your angel sucks. Hey, I found a nickel in a pile of dog shit. Well, someone's got an angel. So. Someone's being looked out from the good Lord above. Well, tell them to look harder. I wanted more than an extra $13.95. Oh, God. It was just like, what? Okay. And I didn't respond, so she actually... Well, now you've ruined it. She goes, I guess someone's got an angel looking out for him. And I just was dead silent. She goes, or something. Like, what does that mean? I'm like, an angel? You guys called me. Like, <laughs> my... No, Walmart was looking out for me. <laughs> my angel is a Walmart delivery driver app? This is <laughs> bullshit. Oh, God. But I like that low level of miracle. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, I, I, I plugged in my uh, cell phone charger the right way the first time. I guess <laughs> someone's got an angel looking out for I him. Know. You know, just like that low level... I would like that. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I mean, I just think about, like, the time we're living in right now, and, like, I just... I just am so baffled by it all. I'm... Yeah, it's it's in a... It's crazy. I mean, the... I mean, the, the protests and stuff are not all good, don't get me wrong, but it's also like good is coming out of it, which is right. exciting. Things are things are happening that I did not think would happen, but that's kind of how change is. It doesn't, it's, it's not as incremental as we think. It just happens all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Even NASCAR is like, we're not going to, you can't wear a Confederate flag. It's easy to say that when there's no audiences right now. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, even NASCAR is like, no more Confederate flags at our events. And, you know, it's like, holy shit. And I know that that is symbolic and it has nothing to do with police brutality. But like, it wow. represents. Wow. Yeah, but it represents racism and oppression. Yeah. it. So and, it's, 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 uh, I'm not saying that that is all bad because it's certain, you know, it's actually kind of exciting, but it's also like. It's not that exciting if you own a business that has been looted. Do you know, do you know no. what I mean? So, and it's a hard, it's a hard thing. It's just a hard thing because I, I don't know. I mean, like the thing I just, you know, they showed a little bit on the news yesterday that I was watching about um, George Floyd's funeral, mm -hmm. and um, he's he's going to be buried next to his mom. And like, that was like who he was, you know, he was calling out for his mm -hmm. mom. And like, when they were just talking about that, I just, I don't know. just the, like, it just hit me so hard. Like this person was killed and how scary that must've been. And, I guess, like, you know, it's just, like, still the broken little kid in me that's, like, all of these changes isn't going to bring that person back. No. And... Absolutely not. And, um... 
Yeah, and and so I just yeah, there, I and there's a long list of people who aren't coming back. No, and there's a future long list of people who aren't coming back. But the, it's you know it's we'll see what the changes are. Um, but the ones, even the ones that have happened so far, um, you know, are sort of, you know, I mean, just getting laws passed and, um, things like that and no more chokeholds and people talking about it and, and, you know, the the Confederate flag and yeah, some of it is corporate pandering Mm -hmm. of like, you know, um, but it's still, it's like, I it's just surprising, you know, it's, uh, in a good way that, that yeah, those finally, things can change. And, finally, and I, mean, I, I do feel, um, you know, there was that one cop who, he, he had all these other cops behind him and he's yelling about how cops are been, uh, demonized and the media turned their back on him and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's hard because he he's kind of right but at the same time you're like what about the dozens and more than dozens of videos we've all seen in the last two weeks of police beating the fuck out of people Mm -hmm. for no reason do you know what What i mean what about the (laughs) How many century-old, like, of black people being treated awful? Like, I mean, also, if you hadn't done anything wrong, no one would be demonizing you. You know, it's not like people were upset because you... We're writing tickets. It's, you know, it's like you were using an unnecessarily, like you were unnecessarily violent and killing people. And, but that's the plural we, we as the police force, because that's, I understand that if you are not, if you're a police officer who is not doing those things and you (laughs) also agree with that's too far and we shouldn't be doing that. It must suck to be lumped mm-hmm. in, and I totally get that. But I was—I said that earlier to you this week in a weird way. This reminds me of Me Too, because the Me Too movement, um, because there was like kind of this thing where like <laughs> for a while there was just like, "Day, who's the new celebrity? Mm-hmm. Who's the new one?" You know. But it was like, and even like dudes would just be kind of sitting around going like, "Well, fuck." I don't, have I ever done anything? Have I, what the hell, can we even talk to women anymore? But I was telling you, part of, that's good. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, even if you haven't done anything, to to have that on your mind of like, um, uh, you know, not that, you know, if you're actually thinking, have I done anything wrong, then you, you know what I mean? The big things you know that you've done wrong. It's mm-hmm. not It's not like, oh, I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to sexually assault someone. I wish someone would have right. said something. But if you're mindful, it's making yeah. your m- people mindful of it. 
This is good. That's right. And I feel that way with cops too. And I'm sure it sucks for many cops. It sucks for all the cops, but I don't care if it sucks for the bad ones. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, and and when that thing happened where they shoved the 75 year old guy and then his head's bleeding and then everyone walks past him and then they suspend those two cops and then all the other riot cops uh, quit being riot cops and solidarity with the other. And like, guys, your party's over. Mm -hmm. We're on to you. Yeah. This may have been okay from the entire history of the world until two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but it's not now. Right. Like, do you know, and I know that must suck. And I will say this, I've quit many jobs. <laughs> I've quit, look, I almost quit pizza time because they told me to wear a pizza slice costume <laughs> and go out to <laughs> the corner. Too. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, the manager's like, I can fire you for not doing this. And I was like, okay. Because then I can collect unemployment. <laughs> but I'm look, I'm not talking about pensions. I'm not talking about that. If you're a cop and you're like, this sucks and I don't want to do it anymore, then don't. Right. Become a mailman. Right. There's much less skull cracking and running from drug addicts. So it's like, I do. I, I feel bad for like, um, I feel bad for, it sounds stupid, but I feel bad for good cops. But I also feel like... You know what I mean? I don't. I actually, I drove past uh, somewhere today where a cop lived, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Man, it's got to be a tough time." Oh, I think so. to just walk around and have people look at you like there's one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although the irony is not lost that people are treating well, cops like they treat black people. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> is I mean, it, it's just. But also, cops aren't all white. No, you know. but some real change needs to absolutely, absolutely. I mean, needs to, you know. So, I and I will believe it when I see it because so far the behavior in the riots <laughs> of the cops has not been impressive. Yeah, and I, I mean, no, not at all. Like, you know, that the riots started. Well, I shouldn't say that the protests started. Yeah, because um, of police brutality. And it's like the response <laughs> to the riots about police brutality was a lot more brutality. So it was like, that's not. You had a chance here, guys. Yeah. So we'll, we'll you know, again, nuance. I absolutely feel changes need to be made. I'm absolutely in solidarity with the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe not every detail because I don't know every detail. But it's also like I also feel bad for cops. I also you know, there's no money in nuance, but I, I can't help but think that way. You know what I mean? But it's, right. it's when I see that guy yelling and screaming about, you know, it's almost like the, the police captain or whatever he was yelling and screaming about how, and I'm just like, yeah, I know, but you know, things have changed <laughs> and you're not even saying, he's not even acknowledging, look, also, during these protests, we've done a lot of fucked up shit. He never said that. Mm-mm. You know? No, it just is. All they ever say is, like, we all agree that the George Floyd thing was terrible, which is great. But it's also, like... There's been so many before. It doesn't. And I don't know when it... It has to get through at some point that, like, even if people commit a crime, you can't... You can't smash him over the head and let, you know what I mean? Unless it's a real safety concern. Well, I And a 75-year-old man is not. I think the thing, you know, 
we've we live in a, a country where we um we really believe it's it's built on a punitive system right like if you do something wrong there's a punishment for it and and i think as a whole i mean that's not deterring people like punishment as a consequence it's not keeping people from doing these things um and so i think like i i don't have an answer for yeah. it i can just say as a whole punishment doesn't do anything <laughs> i mean growing up like my mom would always tell me if you lie to me you're going to get in less trouble or more trouble than if you did something you weren't supposed to and you tell the truth. Bullshit. It was always worth it to risk it. Then to, you know, and it just was, it didn't deter me. Like the yeah. idea of whatever punishment. <clears throat> also, I mean, I got caught, you know, like, 10% of the time, totally worth lying. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, um, so I think like the punishment is supposed to be <sighs> given by the court system, but somehow the cops have got it in their, their brain. They're responsible for bringing out the punishment when really they're just the person who they're the, just the gatherers. They gather the yeah. people doing the wrong things and deliver them to the court system. They're not supposed to be making the judgment. And, and it's, and it always reminds me of, um, <clears throat> when, when I first started like, volunteering and working in the school um one of the principals was going over like you know just like the duties of a volunteer at school and one of the things they talked about was that you know when we are adults working in the schools it is our job to be on the lookout for kids that we have red flags and when you have a concern or a suspicion, you bring it to the superior, which is the principal of the school. And it's not our jobs to make a judgment. It's not our jobs to research nothing. Our job is to deliver this bit of information to the people trained to research and decide what this information means. And I think that was so helpful for me because it was like, I can see something in a kid and be like, that's really weird. That's not normal. And I don't ever like tell myself but, oh, it could be this or, you know, like, yeah. I have no problem delivering that information to the necessary place. And with that information, 
they, you know, that it's done. I'm done. Like, I'm not the deciding factor in any part of it. And, and that's where I think police officers are supposed to be the same. They're just gathering that piece of information and they stopped doing that. They decided that they were the ones, not all of them, but many of them have decided yeah. they are the ones who are responsible for doling out the punishment even before anything has been decided. And so the, and that's the other part is like, I mean, let's take George Floyd like suspicion of a counterfeit $20 bill. Mm -hmm. Has it ever been discussed if that even was? I don't, well, I don't think they ever even got to that point. Of like, did they find it. the bill? And, but even if, I mean, even if he robbed God, the bank, they shouldn't do that. That was, it is just. You know, it, it's, it's just insanity. It's just insanity. And I can understand having that level of um, vengeance. If he had, you know, like if somebody like, just the eye for the eye theory, right? You know, just like you do something to me. Well, I'm, like if, if you're, you're, car crash caused the killing, you know, the death of somebody I love. Well, I want you to suffer. But this person, like, it wasn't even done to you. That is an unnatural level of vengeance. It what wasn't the a, fuck is wrong with you? He wasn't even suspected of doing anything harming, physically no, harming anyone no. else. Or, and that's you know. the other thing. Yeah, I mean... But uh, I, I think it's because... I don't know. By the way, if there are any uh, uh, law enforcement who listen to this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Uh, send me Gabriel at GabrielRutledge.com. Just to, you know, not that you want to tell me about it, but it's just like, I don't, you know, I want. I would love to know what <laughs> the mindset of law enforcement is right now because uh, it's got to be a pretty crazy time. Well, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, we've known people that wanted to be police officers. Yeah. And I, they were not mentally stable people. No, I and get they that. Ultimately, did become a police officer, and I'm like, how the fuck did they pass that? Well, the person you're talking about didn't stay a cop. They got fired. No, I know. But they did some damage, <laughs> yeah. you know? And well, that's the thing is that it... I I mean, I just feel like... I... That... There has to be... If this person... They, there's no way they could have fooled somebody. <laughs> How would like, they... How are they not? I am not suggesting that everyone who is a white cop is a white supremacist. But how are they not finding these guys in the, you know, because there's been like studies and shit that came out like a 
larger number, way larger number than should be of police officers are like white nationalists or KKK or right, right. And it's like, how are you not sniffing these guys out? Right. What the fuck is going on that you can't? You know, I mean, and is an outside source not doing a psychological? I don't know. I don't but on I, a regular basis. <laughs> but I think it's such a crazy job. It's like it's it's sort of like going to war every day. Yes. And so I think the toll of that, it, we don't even know what the toll of that is. You know what I mean? Where it's like after a while. When all you're around is criminals? Well, and I think, yes. It's and that's why like, I yeah. think, what kind of mental health services are we providing? Probably them? none. No. So it, it's, a, it's a giant thing, and obviously it's not going to be all better all of a sudden. But, there, you know, there's some kind of exciting things happening. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's... Um, and yeah, it's just hard to, it's really easy for me where I'm sitting right here to being like, <clears throat> yeah, these protests are great. They're getting all this shit done. My neighborhood's not partially destroyed. My, <laughs> I was talking to a, a, a comic who lives in, um, in uh, Minneapolis and uh, he's like, yeah, my, my bank and my grocery store both burned to the ground <laughs> i'm like oh my god do you know what i mean it's like it's one thing to be like oh it's a national news story but if it's like your bank and your house or like you know what i mean it's like you know obviously it's uh we said we weren't going to talk about this and, here we, and here we are uh that's fine um but yeah it's uh it's uh yeah, you're right, though. If we could, all, you know, but maybe we're being stupid because we don't know what exactly they have to deal with. But that idea of, like, in the way that, like, nurses and uh, medical people have to subdue crazy people. I always wish it was like that. They're not going to shoot them. Well, haven't you seen there's, like, a... Like oh, a, I'm familiar with memes. One passing around that's, like... I've got a pretty good sense of humor at the office. I'm known for my memes. Do you want to get on my meme list? No. Um... <laughs> Nurses and doctors have been subduing out of control people for years, and they've never killed them. <laughs> you know, it's oh, pause time. Oh. All right, someone didn't have water. Um. Yeah, anyway, that's enough rambling about things we don't have solutions for. You know what else is wrong in the world? What? Well. I reached out to our catnip dealer. Eric? <laughs> yes. Live fast per hard. Mm -hmm. I went to go in order. Some catnip for our cats because they're out. And the website was closed. It just said something like, I don't know, temp like not accepting new orders or something. 
So I found the email, sent him a message, said, could I get added to the email list? Because my cats need their new catnip. They need their shit, man. I know, they're chonesing. <laughs> I get a message back. He thanked us so much for doing the podcast. Caps on thank you so much. So you know it means something. Could you read it as he wrote it? Yes. <clears throat> Hi, Christy. First off, thank you so much. All right, that's enough. For doing the podcast. <laughs> I don't need to hear the whole thing. You have no idea. Okay. Live fast per heart is done. I know. I lost all my cat sitting clients due to COVID-19. Then all my vendor events were canceled. And the vendor that provides the BPA-free plastic packaging is sold out not producing. And he got a job that's 50 hours a week. So he doesn't have time to make my cat's our catnip dealer's gone straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's a victim of a of a coronavirus, man. He can't. He couldn't go to his like uh, his kitty dealer expos, and I'm so sad. They love it so much. They love that catnip so much. Buddy swam. What are you doing? I was checking a text from my brother. I gotta oh, see if he's all right. Is he all right? He lives. He lives 10 blocks away from the Seattle Autonomous Zone. Whatever the fuck that means. But people took Do six they have blocks or whatever. There? Well, I could text him back. <laughs> I said, I said, is this close to you? I should, And he was like, we're 10 blocks away. Hasn't been an issue except for all the news helicopters hovering all night. Wow. <laughs> That's a pleasant sleep. Like, <laughs> good night, honey. Um, <clears throat> I... I the cats love that catnip. I know they're gonna have to. Uh... They just don't. I I mean, I was like <laughs> scraping out the bottom of one of what the catnip resins. Yes, <laughs> and Buddy was like looking at me, and like when it was on the floor, he just had this look like that's it. Do you know who the best person ever at bong scraping was? Kelly. Kelly Hogan, rest in peace, my former band member who died this year. Was that in no, the last year? Last year. 2019, yeah. That's not, you I mean, I swear he could buy one from the store and scrape it unused. Oh and, god, and get like, <laughs> like damn, is that an ounce? I like, mean, you... <laughs> meticulous. He would scrape oh, that god, ball. He was good. <laughs> Barely changed his clothes, you know, but... <laughs> I remember people would be like, they'd be like, I already scraped that bong. And he's like, let me take a look at it. He's just like... <laughs> no! Like a surgeon. <laughs> Scalpel. A nurse appears out of nowhere. He was really good at smoking pot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um that's, uh, I guess that's the first sign that drug troubles are coming. Wow, he's good at pot. <laughs> I mean, really good at it. <laughs> he's not an amateur at all. Hello, this is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations. 
you probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy. It's free. Uh, they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently it's just talking about anchor i guess that's their sponsorship but i don't want to brag but i make you know maybe six bucks a month doing this so worth it of course it is uh go to anchor.fm or the anchor app we now return to another riveting episode of the rutledges uh i know that sucks um, that I'm sucks sad. That he, uh... I'm sad. I liked it. I just liked it so much. The well, I think Eric liked it, but it's uh, you know, what and... it's there's no everything fucking shut down. <sighs> I mean, people are fighting to like see if they can find a way for their kids to go back to school, and I get that, but my cats don't have cats. <laughs> They're catnip. You know our cat's got anxiety. He needs it for medicinal purposes. <laughs> what? You're worried that your your grandma with an immune, a compromised immune system might get COVID-19? Yeah, but my cat needs his catnip. What? Is phase three catnip? Because I need this shit opened up again. <laughs> By the way, I love how it was like, the math they gave us for reopening kept changing. Right. And then, now that they reopen, the math keeps changing the reverse way to keep us open. Well, you know, yeah, I know we said this, oh but now God. that you're open, it's okay. Well, they can't put us back in a bottle. I mean, it's... People are... People are already insane. I mean, I definitely... I feel it. I feel insane. I don't see anybody except the people who live in our house i not to make this more depressing but my trip that i took i really actually got a sense of the economy uh-huh. because like you know what i mean i go to the airport i get on a shuttle bus alone mm-hmm. uh I get to the airport, it's at like 15% of what it normally is. Most of the businesses in the airport are closed. Mm -hmm. I go to another airport, I get picked up. There's no line of taxis picking people up even. It's just like, you know what I mean? I I get picked up, I go to a hotel with maybe four or five cars in the parking lot. Uh, I go to a comedy club that's open 35% that's above a restaurant that's still closed. Mm. And I'm like... Oh, this is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, when, it sounds weird to say, but like, when things reopen, people are going to close. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not enough money to not make money for well, months and months and months and months. And some stuff like haircuts, there's like a pent up, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? People come flooding back in or whatever. But like, stuff like restaurants and bars and, and venues and a million other things... Man, I don't want to be a pessimist, but this shit's going to get ugly. Well, look at we've already seen a casualty in our catnip dealer. Well, catnip is the canary in the coal mine, you know what I mean? Oh, it's yes. like <laughs> I they've always been saying that. Um, yeah, First I mean First thing to go in a, a bad economy is uh, kitty accessories. I don't 
I don't know what is going to happen, you know, like. And even I listened to the show Bennington that uh, on satellite radio and they're in New York. And it's like people who are still in New York, uh, at least the nice places, like people just moved like half the building's gone. Mm -hmm. Like, and are they coming back? Don't know. Uh, wow. Tons of businesses are just boarded up. Yeah. And like, are those coming back? So it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nutty to mm -hmm. see what the uh, feeling of, uh, you know, it can change the chemistry of a city. Do you know what I mean? And also maybe even in a cool way, because it's like, if people could afford to live in cities again. Right. I mean... <laughs> But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting, and in, maybe not interesting in a good way, but just like to see, you know, when you start thinking about how many businesses can survive being shut down three months and then being open at like half the business they were before, mm -hmm. and maybe they got a loan, maybe they didn't, mm -hmm. maybe. But that's you know what I mean. Most businesses are barely open anyway. I know. I mean, I'm a I'm a self-employed and i've always barely been open do you know what i mean i, I know it's you know I, it's well and i think that's part of why you know now they're like well we'll uh yeah i know we said that you couldn't have you know more than it had to be less than this many cases per ten thousand people but you know now just, just, just keep it a little lower. Keep it where it's at. You know, no more. Like they're just. I think yeah, that. I, know. I, I, I just think we're all losing our minds. Yeah. And it's, it, it's just interesting. And like, I, I don't know. I was talking to my sister, and she was saying that you know, well, people just need to follow. follow actual like scientific guidelines and i was like but that's the thing kim like they're all different you know mm -hmm. if you like trace the like oh here's this scientific study and then you like keep following it oh they're owned by a conservative company and here's this scientific study that's the opposite oh and they're run by this liberal <laughs> like well they're all different epidemiologists is different and i'm really seeing this in this like i'm in this um group of like parents trying like from the school district from the city we live in like trying to like kind of get together and like just reminding them like make your voice heard with what you want to have happen in the um in in the fall for school whatever it is you know make your voice heard and so then inevitably somebody is posting a um a a study there's a new one every day. There's a new study every day. Saying like, well, look at this. And then somebody's like, yeah, but look at this. And then look at this. And it's just like they're posting data from epidemiologists. There's just epidemiologists that can't agree. We well, don't have one place that is like, but I also think, this is the data. <laughs> but I also think that's not even a necessarily a conspiracy or anything. It's just, it's new. Oh, yeah. So it's like they're doing 
And then the news reports every steady like it's the new facts. But even like if you're like, I'll just do what the CDC says. That shit's changed a million times. Right. The guy that's supposed to be so great, Anthony Fauci or whatever mm-hmm. his name is, like eight weeks ago, he's like, don't wear a mask. No one needs to wear a mask. And now he's like, <laughs> everyone needs to wear a mask. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if you're listening, if you're only listening to official government health guidelines, they change all the time. I know. But... um. Yeah, it's uh, that part of it is frustrating. Where it's well, and so what I'm seeing is like, I mean, these people are like so quick to like debate one another and prove each other wrong, and and I'm just, and it's like, well, if that's how you value your child's life. And it's just like, holy shit, we have not been around people. We don't know how to be nice anymore. We've been we've been interacting with each other from behind this social media screen that we feel like we're safe to say whatever we want. And it is just so intriguing to me. I it's Yeah, we're all gonna have to re socialize a little bit for sure. We're gonna need to have some mixers. Some icebreaker games. I don't understand why anyone has a... Like, of course, any study that comes out that shows things are going better than we thought feels good. But at the same time, it's like, why do you have any... Why do you have any stake in the game as far as like, oh, I totally believe this. You know what I mean? I don't understand how people get so on a side or another of a thing that's clearly constantly changing because i think it just makes you feel better to feel like yeah there's some something you have knowledge or control or i do it to myself i I read an article article that goes you have the same chance of getting coronavirus as getting into an accident on your way to work in a car Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah fuck this and then i'm like wait one hundred ten thousand people died that seems like a lot do you know what i mean so it's like it's (laughs) like you know i I, know i do the same thing sure i could get a my mood, I'm... I mean, I'm like, we're fine. We're not going to be... We're fine. And then your mom's like, do you guys want to come over and celebrate your dad's birthday? And we're like, we're not going to kill him. And I <laughs> talked her out of it. She was fine with it. And I was like, I'm, I'm really worried about us being around Joel. That just makes me scared. I don't want to that's, be the one... That's my younger brother who has Down syndrome and... Not a good immune system. Yeah. I don't want to be the one yeah. that, that you know, hurts, makes him sick. And she's like, well, we're fine with it. But then she texted like four hours later. Well, now that we think about uh. it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, it's just hard. Today I was like watching joel through the window like i haven't seen your brother i haven't like like hugged him since the beginning of march and i'm just like that's the first time i saw my brother through a window oh yeah my absolute first memory and life really is when he was born he was the first kid born in a hospital My, my older brother and me were born at home 
my dad delivered us, and he was a maintenance man, so he knew what he was doing. Not at that time, I <laughs> no, don't I don't think, think so. But uh, but yeah, so I I have a I actually thought I made it up almost, but then it was New confirmed by my confirmed. mom. But I remember looking, I was standing outside looking through a hospital window. Mm-hmm. I was two. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. Um, I thought you meant to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I was just like watching him. I'm like, oh, I miss going and hugging I him know. and rubbing it. his head and having him be annoyed with me because I'm constantly hugging him. <laughs> I, or sometimes uh, he likes me and he'll like lay his head on me. What if he doesn't remember me and he doesn't like me anymore? No, that won't happen. He's not as into time as we are. Yeah, but this is the longest I've been away from him. I think you'll be fine. This is what sucks, is the people, the the wilder the conspiracy theory, like if you think Bill Gates wants to vaccinate all of us and put a chip in us and there's a new world order, and those people are having a much better life than the careful people right now. Because they're like, this is all bullshit. I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't need a mask. I don't need anything. I'm going to make out with a stranger. You know what I mean? It's like, but now, now that all these people are out protesting, obviously, we'll fucking see what happens. You know, we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. But we, we're getting used to living with the risk. At first, you're like, I'll do anything to avoid the risk. And then a couple months in, you're like, I'll do some stuff. Two months from now, we're going to be like, I'll do a lot of stuff. You think? It's already happening. What have we done? That- Look, the first time you went to a store during all this, like whatever, March 20th, mm-hmm. it was like pretty nerve wracking. You're like, you feel like there's germs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're trying to stay away from people. No, back then I was still like, we're going to be fine. I'm not worried. But then. But my point what- is. Yeah. You go you go to the store now, you don't even think about it. Well, I put my mask on. Yes. Today I was thinking about how terrible my breath was. <sighs> Try Gee. flying. I slept an hour and a half, had a coffee, and an egg McMuffin. Oh my god. <laughs> and then I was God, sitting I on a it plane. It smelled like a dirty diaper. Oh, man, it was <laughs> awful. I was almost relieved I had a mask on because I was <laughs> Keeping it from other people. <laughs> Were you like, did you keep sniffing like, God, I can't believe how bad that smells. It was terrible. Like, I'm like, how long's this flight <sighs> to Minneapolis? This is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I was supposed to stay away from people, but I leaned over. I'm like, can you smell this? <laughs> it's like coming through my mouth. Guess what I had for breakfast? <gasps> <laughs> By the way, I might have mentioned that before, but we had to stand. There's all these arrows. We had to stand six feet apart to board the plane. Yeah. We get on the plane. Oh, yeah. There's no middle seat, but it, we're like two feet from people. I know. These are very, these these rules tend to fluctuate, don't they? All right, I'm going to do this real quick because I teased it last week. Like everyone's excited, but I did tease it last week. Uh, I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned before I'm in a book, previous podcast, I have a album called uh, Domesticated Party Animal mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> how it happened Brief synopsis here. Uh, HBO Comedy Festival. I, w- I was at it in uh, 2007. This guy comes up after a show, and he was like, <laughs> "How would you like it if you w- w- if 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 your 
CD was available in Flying J truck stops all across the country, which is like, okay, I thought I was going to get Comedy Central out of this, but all right. Uh, so I ended up selling him a recording I already made for a thousand dollars, and it was gonna he was gonna put it on a CD at Flying J truck stops, and then, you know, I didn't. It was fine. Uh, the album came out. They sent the CD. There's it's four girls in bikinis. It's me and this other terrible comic. It's called Domesticated Party Animal. It's pretty corny and stupid looking. But again, it didn't matter because it was just like, well, maybe someday I'll see one at a Flying J truck stop. But then this guy learned about the internet. And so my album, you can buy it on iTunes and all that stuff. But it's also streaming. That's the worst part is the streaming. Because if you, I don't know, if you just go, if you make a Gabriel Rutledge channel on Pandora or something, tracks from that album just come up. <laughs> And even if it wasn't called Domesticated Party Animal and have girls with bikinis on it, I don't want it up there because it's long enough ago that the comedy to me is terrible. Mm -hmm. And he put it out in 2012 on the internet, so it actually shows up as my second album. Not even my first album. It shows up as my second album. And it's like, okay, I get a couple bucks from it. I bet I make 50 to $100 a year on this album in the streaming. I get nothing if he sells an album. Mm -hmm. I doubt he's selling any albums. But if he sells like an iTunes album, I don't get any money because I just gave him the rights mm -hmm. to this thing. So I thought, I would love that to be gone. I would love to not have that album out there. So I sent this guy an email. Uh, I said, hello, Arnie. Gabriel Rutledge here. We put an album in a years ago called Domesticated Party Animal. I would like to... I would like to buy the rights back on the album so I can have it taken off the streaming services and iTunes, etc. Nothing against you, but the material on it is from a long time ago and isn't very representative of what I do now. I know you're not making a ton of money on it because I know I'm not. Ha. I put ha. Keep it light, right? <laughs> so I wanted to see if this was a possibility. He responds, uh, Gabriel, we have $7,500 in it. And would like to make a profit. What is your offer? I knew what he meant, but I still said, Hey, thanks for getting back to me. I guess, first of all, what exactly does $7,500 mean? He gets back to me. This is this just goes into how good a business I am. That represents your $3,500 fee, production cost, post-production cost, studio, audio, and graphic cost. In short, the amount of money we invested in producing your album. I got a thousand. I got a thousand dollars and there's no studio time. There's no production costs because it was already recorded and I just gave it to him. And so I said, okay, I see what you're saying now, but I received a thousand dollars and gave you a recording I already made. So I know I never received $3,500 and I know your production cost was not that high. If you want to send me 2,500 more dollars, I won't turn it down though. Ha ha. Ha ha. Uh, and so I was like, you know, I know I signed over the recording. I'm sure you have the right to sell it, but I just, it doesn't feel, it feels a little unfair for it to be set for sale everywhere, including streaming services, considering our deal was for physical CDs at Flying J truck stops. Uh, and I don't, I can't pay you that much money. <laughs> and so he was like, all of our contracts enable us to use all sound transmission technology. Let's discontinue talks about your buyback best so he gave me the brush off um 
which is that's a man who has had many of these emails. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said to you, if you look at it, like Jeff Foxworthy's on there still. Ron White's on there still. Like there's there's comedians with lawyers and agents and and they he he has the rights to their albums. <laughs> so I'm not going to get it back. But I thought I don't know what I thought. I thought if it was like cuz I figured like I said he's making 50 bucks a year cuz that's how streaming works. I get half, he gets 45%. Mm-hmm. 5% goes to Mm-hmm. sound exchange so i thought if i give you 500 bucks or something that's like more than a decade's worth of you know but it, but it was but he's just like no we'll discontinue talks like to to, to try to make more than seven thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> off of me the guy who sold it to you for a thousand i'm like fuck man i knew it wasn't going to work out i just wanted to reach out so that's the update uh i i'll look you're still going to be able to buy domesticated party animal. It will all, please don't buy it. Please don't, don't buy it. Don't support that. <laughs> if you buy if you bought that album, I would not get any money from it. No. Um but if you stream it, I get something. But it's just it's just I mean, look, it's not a huge deal, but it's just it's always going to bother me. Mm. It's always going to be like, ah shit. Why is that on there? Especially cuz it says 2012 and it you know, if it if it Went on iTunes or whatever the year it came out, it would say 2007 or 8, and that would be one thing, but like, Ugh. it sucks. But um, anyway, <clears throat> my uh, my new album's coming out. Don't, the title doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> <it's cool. laughs> Somebody took a good picture <laughs> it for <did>. it. <laughs> it's, you know what? Uh, if you can get past the white privilege, there's some really good material in there. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> in fact, it's available. It's going to come out June 30th, but you can pre... I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the uh, episode details for uh, pre-sale uh, for that album. And uh, it's a weird time to be promoting something. You know what I mean? I think so. It's a weird time to be like, hey, everyone, look at me. Mm-hmm. I have a thing. Come buy my thing. Right. And then I thought about, like, maybe I could put a charity aspect with it. Maybe, like, hey, all the proceeds the first week. And then I'm like, I don't have that much money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't. Anyway, uh, we should go. We got another podcast to get to, so. Uh, Redo? No. It's my uh, my late night podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to get back to the request line. <laughs> this is... Christy, it's a late evening, all you revelers. <laughs> I hope you're just laying back, reveling in the night. Wait, is this the radio or phone sex? What's I happening right now? <laughs> Apparently my radio voice is what I would picture of my phone sex voice to be like. I'm going to be honest, your phone sex voice is a little manlier than I wanted it to be. I'm, I'm either like a, you know, I either ta- sound 13 or <laughs> if you like keep... I'm trying to pretend <laughs> my father. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, if we keep doing this, your phone sex voice is just eventually going to be like, you holding your dick right now? <laughs> hey, Rovlers. <laughs> what are you up to? Sex shit? Cool. Let's get into it. Uh, could you do that? Could you do a phone sex line? 
I would start laughing. I would need a script. <laughs> well, I think you would. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is this a robot? I feel like this is a robot. I would start cracking up. Do you remember when we first got the internet? Like, Sure, I do. I mean, it was... It's the last time I made eye contact with you. <laughs> oh, please. Um, do... Sorry, do you remember the first website you went to? <laughs> Something to do with poop or farts? Poop.com. <laughs> it really was idiot. a sex site. It was? Yes. <laughs> you were like, sense. oh. <laughs> but, so we we went on some, like, into some chat room and, like... Like, very quickly, somebody started, like, chatting with me about sex, and then they were, like, clearly, like, I don't even know what it was called at that point. Like, they what did do you a, mean? Like, what would it be called? Cyber, cyber, cyber sex. sex. Cyber sex. And, and they, like, did a private chat with me, and, like, you and I were sitting there, like, <laughs> like yeah, doing giggling. it, right? And, like... All of a sudden, like, you know, the person, like, is typing in, like, oh, and then they just logged off. And I was like, oh, they're gone. I feel so used right now. <laughs> and we you were laughing so hard at me. And I was just like, well, we were just, like, chatting. And, like, they didn't care if... I had fun. They just <laughs> logged up. You're like, do you have any siblings? <laughs> no. How do you get along with your mom? Oh, <laughs> log off. Uh, okay, if you want to be a Rutledge reveler, don't. I don't know if you do after that performance, but uh, what do you hey, mean? Hey revelers! <laughs> hey revelers! <laughs> Join us. Reveler sounds like a real shitty motorcycle gang. <laughs> hey, all you revelers. <laughs> outlaws it's, versus revelers. Outlaws are going to win every time. It's not too late to join us. <laughs> I'm concerned with what's happening right I now. I don't know what's Please happening. Please stop. I've never said that before. Can you stop being so sexual right now? I'm, I'm trying not to do being sexual. I don't know what you're Hey, doing. revelers. <laughs> There you go. Now I'm comfortable. And hard. Thank you. You know what I like. Everybody thinks I'm sexy. I know what you want, boys. Come and get it. Jesus Christ. You want... Are we eating a ranch dinner? You want some of this? No, we're, we're good. We're going to... I want some of that over You know there. what? I, I just had sex, so I am. Um, you caught me at a I'm bad awful. time. You caught me at a bad time. I'm spent. You know what I mean? Whew. I mean, normally, I mean, normally I'd be all over it, but, uh, you know. All right. I mean? Think of me next time. <laughs> well, you're my first stop next time. You're my first stop. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> okay, Madge. Uh, I think that it sounds like a girl whose name is Rusty. <laughs> that's a good, that's like an old-timey West name. Like Rusty Reveler. <laughs> <laughs> who's working tonight? 
Rusty. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, Rusty. Hi. <laughs> I don't know where my voice is going. You went from like manly prostitute to like nerdy junior high girl. Hi. Well, my voice is changing. Uh, See, and that's why I would, I would be like having my. Um, oh, and this is the point where I'd be going, oh, and logging off. I halfway through, I'd like start like. Hi, how are you? So, that feels so good. <laughs> it's also funny because you know they just throw the weirdest. If it's if it was standard, I don't know. Do people do phone sex I anymore? I mean, I'm sure it exists, but it can't exist so like it did. Free porn? How could they? <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I bet it exists, but it it would be it, it would be weird. It must I'd, be much less. It must be cam. Like live cams, yeah, but, but that's different though. That's yeah, a lot that's more different. commitment than a voice. It is. I mean, I I'm not saying <laughs> I would ever do a voice uh, sex line, but I definitely would not do a cam. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could be the voice of the cam person. <laughs> I'd be on a webcam with like a big afghan over me. <laughs> be like, um. I, are you going to take that off? Like, no. I'm being coy. <laughs> I have a rope. There's a lot going on under this afghan, though. <laughs> <laughs> might be hard, might not. It's sweaty. I'll tell you that much. And itchy. Whew. Bet grandma never thought I'd be webcamming when she sold me this thing. <laughs> what kind of grandma sells you an afghan? Oh, yeah. Did I say sell? <laughs> Sold me. My grandma <laughs> drives a hard bargain. I opened her Christmas present, and then she was like, "That'll be seventy eight dollars." Okay, I, how, for years, Maisie has been saying, "Don't step on a crack, or else you'll break your great step grandmother's wrist." And we've been like, what the hell? What it lacks in rhyming, it makes up for an originality. And the weird thing is, it was just like a year ago that she realized she has a great step-grandmother. Your grandpa was remarried before you were born. So mm -hmm. you always called her Grandma Helen, but she's your step-grandma. And so she is Maisie's great step-grandmother. And she broke her wrist. I think we know whose fault that was. And, and Maisie, and, like, we were talking about her injury, and Johnny was like, wait, Grandma Helen? And we're like, yeah. And it's like, Maisie! <laughs> and, like, anyway. uh, if you would like to be a reveler and give us a monthly financial... What's it called? Support. Support. Or an Afghan. get a personalized sexy phone call from Rusty Reveler herself. Hey. I really appreciate the support. I feel like, please, no, I'll pay double. Um, uh, it, anyway, in the in the episode notes, uh, it says support this podcast. Click on that or go to RutledgeRadio.com. Click on support. As little as 99 cents a month. Or an Afghan. I mean, shipping on an afghan is going to be tough. <laughs> what if That's why my grandma charged me for it. <laughs> She's like, it's free, but shipping's $80. <laughs>
That's how grandmas get you, the fucking shipping. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, I think that's it. Thanks for being here. What do we talk about? I don't even remember. I forgot every word that came out of my mouth as I said it. Uh, thanks for being here. And remember... You can't unlisten. We're the Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. We've got a podcast.